From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It's another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, uh, but it is not Wayne DeZubak. It is Logan Green pinch hitting for the second week in a row as we got we gave Wayne a little time off between football and basketball season, so he's nice and rested and ready to go. Wayne will be back next week on the SIC PrepCast, but for now, Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. Logan, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you know, I was with Wayne a couple nights ago um, at Middleton High School for their game against Eagle, uh, two teams that we can talk about here on the PrepCast. But what a game that was between um, a 5A state qualifier from a year ago and the 4A state championship, or champion from last year, um, and a really a really great matchup between those two teams. Um, just just kind of sets the groundwork for what we're going to see in high school basketball here in the Treasure Valley this year. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun to watch uh, all of the great teams. The 5 ASIC for for boys basketball, I I think, is always the most fun league to watch year in, year out, because every team has like just studs, all guys that can go play college ball. It's so fun to watch the the battles. Uh, Before we get to boys basketball, we're going to preview the boys basketball teams from the 5A and 4A SIC coming up. But first, let's briefly visit what's going on in girls basketball. Now, last week, Logan, we recorded our big girls basketball season preview. And then like right after we finished recording, uh, we, like so many people, heard the news first reported by Brandon Walton on Twitter that uh, Naya Ojukwu was out for the season with, with a torn ACL for Mountain View, which was such a bummer. Yeah, that is just, it's an extremely tough break to have that happen in your senior year. Um, you know, if you want to look for any bright spot, she's already committed. You know, she knows where she's going. Uh, that would be really tough, you know, if you didn't, if you were playing for that final spot um, or playing for a scholarship. But luckily, she already had that hand. But th- nobody wants to go out like that your senior year at all. So that's a, t- a very tough break for her. Yeah, that was that was a tough way to go. And again, uh, the word traveled fast. I heard by word of mouth, but uh, again, uh, Brandon Walton was the first person to actually break the news. And he actually reached out to Naya and confirmed with her as well on social media. So uh, give Brandon a follow. Uh, he is Mr. Idaho Preps, and he is uh, he's he's really tapped into what's going on, especially in that Boise area. Um, with athletes. So uh, let's uh, talk about the first girls basketball coaches polls of the season came out earlier this week, Logan, and no surprises in the five, a classification. You've got Timberline one Boise three. Uh, those are the, we think now the two teams that could emerge. Now the mountain view is taking a step back Timberline in particular with, uh, you know, S- Sophie Glancy and so many great players. Uh, they look really good. Yeah. Timberline looks <laughs> Good once again. I don't think we expected anything different. Uh, Boise also as well looks really good uh, right out of the gate. So both of those teams, um, the only two teams ranked here in the girls uh, polls that just came out, um, but but those two are looking really good. Uh, another team that I think um, is sneakily looking pretty good is Owyhee. Uh, Owyhee, um, they did lose to Timberline, which we talked about um, last week, um, but they, they went and beat Mountain View, and we understand, you know, you're without your star athlete, but for a first-year program to do that, uh, it's pretty good. They've won a, a lot of conference games to start off the season. They beat Centennial. They beat Capital. They beat Mountain View. Uh, they did fall to Bora on Tuesday, 
Um, and then they lost to Timberline. So two games that they've lost there, but coming out of the gate hot with some big wins over conference opponents. I guess you could throw in CUNA as there is in there as well. Um, but the storm looking really strong from the girl side, and they're going to be another force to deal with on the boys side as well. Definitely. And if we look at the four, a girls basketball coaches polling again, these polls are on our website, idahosports.com. They're right on the homepage. You can just check on it, uh, click on it, check it out. Uh, only uh, SIC team that's in the girls basketball coaches poll is Middleton. They're ranked third. Now people are going to look and go, well, they were three and three when the poll came out, but those three losses were to five, eight teams. They're, they're three and oh within their own league. So for Middleton, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. Middleton. And, and, you know, at the time that came out, then they were there, but then they, they, they played last night, actually. So this is, we're recording this on Wednesday. They played Bishop Kelly yesterday on Tuesday and beat them 52 to 46. So a big win for them there. And they did lose another game since then. But once again, it was against Boise, one of the top teams in 5A. Um, and they held their own. Uh, they lost by about six, uh, 16 points, it looks like. But they did hold their own um, in that game last night with Bishop Kelly. I think Cassidy Freed had 17 points, something like that. And and she's really been out, you know, in that game, at least outshined the I guess the, the what everybody's looking for in Peyton Hymas there, um, but Cassidy Freed really turning into a, a problem for everybody else to deal with right now. Um, you look at their wins so far. Like I said, they beat Bishop Kelly. Uh, they beat anybody. Bishop Kelly they beat by six, but all their other conference opponents. Listen to this: they beat Caldwell last week, fifty-three to seventeen. They beat Ridgeview, sixty-seven to nineteen. They are dominating the teams in their conference. And again, we talked about it last year. How are they going to do outside of the conference? So far, we've seen them be competitive with these 5A teams. Haven't been able to beat them, but they're right there neck and neck. But this week at the Preston tournament down in Preston, we're going to get an idea of, of where Middleton stands at the 4A level. That's right, because Preston, among other teams, will be there, and Preston has a really good girls program. And again, friendly reminder, Middleton is going to be a 5A school next year. So yeah. it's, it's interesting to yeah. gauge how they're competing against these 5A schools. This yeah, season. I mean, it's a good idea to go up and play against them as those are going to be the teams that they have to play next year. Um, and right now they're a little bit behind that, but I'm sure they'll come around as it goes. But just going back to the 4A poll for girls right now, Blackfoot and Burley are the top two. And I think uh, it might be Blackfoot and Burley um, in a class of their own up there at the top. And then everybody else is just living in their world. Um Blackfoot, of course, won the state championship last year, returned a lot of pieces from that team. And then Burley, of course, with Amari Whiting, she is phenomenal. It's probably the best girls player I've seen uh, play all of last year. Um, I mean, she's a top 15 recruit in the nation for her class, so she is very good. Um, and watch out for Burley to just be right in the thick of things all year. I know, again, that's not our prep cast, but they have to do with it, right? They're associated with it. I think Burley and Blackfoot um, are, are the top of the class in 4A. Yep, I agree. And, and Middleton uh, will have their chance to prove it, but last year at State, they really fell flat, um, losing to Burley in the first round. So to me, I'm okay with Middleton being third behind those two teams, and they'll have yeah. their chance at State. So uh, let's dive in now to boys basketball. This is our boys basketball preview for the 5A SIC, Logan, we get these ballots back from the coaches along with their preseason uh, questionnaires, and we ask them to vote in the preseason coaches poll. 
the only two things that were pretty consistent were Hawaii picked as the number one team and Capital picked as the number 12 team. Otherwise, two through 11, it was like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's the way it's playing out so far. Um, Capital's really struggled so far this year um, in a couple of their games. And then you look on the other side in Hawaii, uh, they've been good. They played uh, down in Utah this weekend against a tough team um, down there. They have a, a great tournament coming up next week that'll be on IdahoSports.com. Uh, so they played in some all these different tournaments with Coach Harrington. Took them to the summer, and they they, they showed up very well in that. And and they're going to be a really good team this year. Yeah, so Hawaii at the top, no surprise, first-year program, and Andy Harrington has kind of assembled like an all-star squad, if you look at it. Um, and, and because it's a new school, I, I say it's an all-star squad because all of these guys were at different schools last year because, well, Hawaii didn't exist, right? You have Jack Payne, who uh, played for Boise High last year and is uh, probably the most exciting boys basketball recruit in the state of Idaho. He did make his commitment um, to Colorado State, which is a great program. Head coach Nico Medved there in Fort Collins, and then but but beyond that, uh, Liam Campbell is a six-five sophomore who's already holding some Division One offers. Uh, Titus Bailey is a transfer from Capital. Uh, Preston Sh- uh, Sherburn is uh, a transfer from Rocky Mountain. This team looks like they're going to be very competitive right away. Yeah, and you, you throw in a couple of freshmen in the mix as well. Um, they're going to have a, a pressman. Uh, a freshman starting at point guard for them. Um, and then you throw it in. Well, and then there's uh, Jackson Rasmussen. Yeah, yeah that's I was. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here trying to scan over where I was. Yeah, Rasmussen, he's a freshman, six foot seven. Um, it's crazy that they're a brand new team and they're thrown in there and they might just, uh, they might just dominate their way through the season. Yeah. So uh, I think the easiest way to to dissect this is just going to be from the coaches poll. I think yours and my opinion will differ from the coaches, but I think we both agree on why he won. Mountain View was picked as the second team in the preseason coaches poll. That certainly raised my eyebrows a little bit, but uh, Mountain View has one of the great coaches in John Nettleton, and they, they've got a nucleus to build around as well with Baylor Perrin, who played point guard for them last year, and uh, a, another Ojukwu, this on the boys' side, Nate Ojukwu. Yeah, they've got a good team. And like you said, I think it kind of surprised me seeing them there, but it also wouldn't surprise me at the end of the day to see them there, if that makes sense. Of course, they made it to state last year. I just had a tough first-round matchup with Meridian that um, nobody had an easy matchup with Meridian. Um, you know, seeing them there would not surprise anybody to see them fight for that second spot or even fight for that first spot. Um, but I like the team that's, that's ranked third. I think that they are the ones that are going to compete with, um, with the why for that top spot and Eagle. Um, of course we saw Eagle on IdahoSports.com on Saturday night against Middleton. And that game was back and forth all night long. Um, Middleton actually did get up by nine at one point early in the second quarter. Um, and then Eagle came right back, took the lead, and never lost it. Um, it was between a two- and four-point game pretty much from end to end until the very end, Eagle knocked down some free throws to stretch it out. But I tell you what, the the defense that they had was phenomenal. They adjusted. They shut down Tyler Medeiros, who I, I get it. He's 4A. 
um, a four a player, but he's also going to play division one basketball, but they shut him down. And I think the adjustments that coach Pickett made in that game are a testament to his ability, you know, to be a coach um, and to do well in a game in a high intensity situation on the road and adjust and make those adjustments needed. Um, and they did phenomenal. And so just based on what I saw there, I, I really think Eagle looks good. And I, I think Eagle will be up there um, in the conference this year. That was my pick for second was Eagle. And, and a lot of coaches had it too. I mean, the difference between Eagle and Mountain View wasn't so significant. Eagle tied for third. Donovan Jones is a great player inside. Gage Jones is a great player on the perimeter. Uh, Eagle actually tied for third with Meridian, the defending 5A state champions from a year ago. They lost a lot of talent, though, right? Brody Robury at center, McKay Anderson at point guard, Joe Mapoyo on the wing. Those That was kind of the big three. Now, Davis Thacker was a starter on that championship team last year. He's back, and it's kind of the bench crew now. They A lot of these guys that were on the bench last year are now stepping into the starting lineup. So I don't think the drop-off is going to be too bad for Meridian. I think they should definitely get back to state this year. Yeah, I agree. You know, Davis Thacker, he was a key role. Um, Ladue Caden, he was a big role. He came off the bench and scored some points there in the state championship game. Ethan Pierce, uh, they, they're going to, you know, they're going to be a factor again. It, it is a tough way um, to lose your players. Of course, McKay Anderson, he was the MVP um, of the tournament. And, you know, he played a great job. He did a, a played a great tournament, excuse me, um, and then, of course, Roberry, just that's almost impossible to replace an athlete like him. He was so big, so dominant, um, but he could also shoot the three. Like it, it just is, it's a testament to the way the game of basketball is changing, where your big guy, he's going to go out there and he's going to hit a three, and Brody could do just that. And so, without him in there, um, it opens up the door, I think, to other teams to be able to go inside a little bit more. Um, and, you know, really just taking out one player out of the mix can make a big difference in the way the whole conference shakes up. Fifth in the poll was Timberline. This is a team I like a lot. I had Timberline kind of in my personal rankings. I've got them third. Uh, they've got a great coach in Travis Noble. They've got some big players to build around, like Jake Anderson, uh, Wade Zenner back at, at point guard. Um, I really like Timberline this year. Yeah, Timberline looking to get, they, they missed missed out going to state last year. Uh, we're only seven and eight. Again, they were one of those teams that just didn't play a ton of games last year. Um, and so they're going to be in their full season this year, see what they can do with, with Wade Zinner back there um, at the guard position. Um, you know, got some key players moving up, including including A.J. LeBeau back there. He'll be a junior who did play some last year. So they've got some big athletes too, a couple guys in there, a 6'5", like Jake Anderson, uh, Flynn Davis as well. So, like you said, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they shake out this year as now they've got a full season. Um, really, it was just a shame last year. It was kind of a rant. But they couldn't really get going, a lot of the Boise schools. Like, like for instance, Boise was 7-7 seven and seven or something like that last year, and then they come in and they, they beat Rigby in the first round. They go up against Lake City and lead that thing at halftime and into the third quarter and just kind of ran out of gas at the end. But had a very real chance of knocking off the the team that went to the state championship game that almost earned their own trip there. Um, and I think this year you'll see a, a, it'll be more balanced. They'll have time to get these early season kinks worked out in the early season instead of trying to do it in late January in a conference game. So it'll be a better for the whole league altogether to have a full season rather than 
kind of throwing it all together in early January and, uh, you know, hitting your stride at state or at district tournaments. Yeah. And, and for Timberline, AJ LeBeau, you mentioned it six foot 11, his development could swing the entire conference. Cause nobody else has, nobody else has that ace up their sleeve. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you're able to throw up a, Hey, I got this guy here that's six foot 11. Let me just throw him out there on the, on the court. Um, so, you know, you never know. Can he make that big difference? Kind of like Roberry made last year. Um, can he be the difference maker down low that causes teams to, you know, you have to change your game plan for that. Uh, he might, it might not be things that show up in the stat book, right? But uh, you say, oh, you know, AJ's down low. We can't go to that side. We have to let somebody else play, you know, use the ball over on the right side where they're not very comfortable and they miss more shots than usual. I think it's just, just things to, to take into consideration that aren't always in the stat book uh, when you look at the size of LeBeau on the court for Timberline. Here's another one that surprised me. Sixth in the preseason coaches poll, Centennial. Centennial really struggled last year and graduated, I thought, you know, two of their better athletes in, in Mike Shulikov and Lucas Broadsword. But they've got some really good guards coming back in Caden Christensen and Kyle Shabbat. And Centennial picks sixth in the preseason coaches poll. Yeah, and, and Centennial, a team maybe that, that's looking to do a little bit better than they have in the past. Um, this season, they have suffered a couple bumps in the road. Uh, I believe they lost the other night to Valley View um, kind of towards the end of that game, but a tight game that they that they played in Valley View is a good squad in 4A. Um, so hopefully that we can see Centennial. They're kind of a team that across all sports, we just haven't heard a lot from them, right? They've just been kind of quiet, um, and hopefully maybe we can see Centennial make that step this year um, kind of stepping out of the shadows, looking a little bit better. Uh, they do have, you know, Caden Christensen back there, Kyle Shabbat back there for Centennial that hopefully can can help them take that next step. And, and when we're talking about the hierarchy of the league, I really do think there's a clear top five, right? Owyhee, Mountain View, Eagle, Meridian, Timberline. Then I think there's a little bit of a drop-off and you get into, the, into what I call the sleeper category. That would be Centennial at six, Rocky Mountain at seven, Boise at eight, and then the bottom four, I think, are the bottom four. So Rocky Mountain picked seventh in the preseason poll. They lost every starter from a year ago and their head coach, Dane Roy. He's now the athletic director at Owyhee High. T tough to see uh, Derek Pegram takes over the Rocky Mountain program after coaching at Nampa High School. Um, yeah. And I just I don't I don't know what to expect from Rocky. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows what to expect from Rocky. Uh, they got two players key players back Tegan Sweeney and Jake Jack Andrews in there, both juniors. Um, but like you said, when you lose everybody on your team, uh, it, it, it's tough. It's tough to lose everybody and then come out and have high expectations. Um, it, it'd be expected to be right back where you were, you know, last year, of course they did go uh, to state um, ended up losing their first couple of games there. Um, but you know, they're going to be looking to be back, so far in the season, they're you know hasn't been great for them so far. They're zero and two, and both losses coming to four A schools. They lost to Middleton, um, forty to thirty eight, and then they lost to Valley View fifty six to forty. Um, they have a game Thursday night against Boise, and I think maybe we'll see where they fit in the middle of those standings with that game with Boise. And, you know, as Boise is picked to finish eighth, right below Rocky, so that'll be a good gauge to see where those two teams match up with each other. 
Yeah, let's talk about the Brave. Uh, they, they're kind of in a similar boat as Rocky, right? They lost most of their starters. Whit Miller, who was an all-state point guard. Uh, Jack Payne, of course, transferred to Hawaii. Um, Corey Caldwell is the only returning starter for the Brave. But whereas Rocky Mountain is breaking in a new coach, Boise has an established coach and a very good one in Manny Varela. Yeah, and, and they were a great team to watch last year at the state tournament. It was almost uh, Cinderella-esque, you could say, even though they're they're Boise High School and you don't really think of them as being a, a Cinderella. But they were very fun to watch. The team was well-coached, disciplined. Um, like you said, they lost a, a lot of players. Um, I think Corey Cadwell is really a key piece back for them. He manned the court very well during the state tournament. Um, he knocked down threes during the game. Um, but I don't think scoring was his uh, where he was really looking to make a difference. It was more uh, game management and getting the ball to people where they needed to be, you know, kind of getting it to Jack Payne or getting it to Whit Miller or whoever it was that really needed to get to the basket. But he was able to step in and do and do a great job in that tournament. I was really impressed with him and how he um, manned things at that point guard position. And I think having him back there with that experience and with, you know, the coaching experience of, of Varela will will really help Boise, and I you know I think that they'll be competitive, and and I think they maybe even have that chance to move up, even though they did lose so much from last year into that maybe middle tier. Yeah, and then I think, and then you've got the bottom tier. Bora was picked ninth, Cuna was picked tenth, Skyview eleventh, Capital twelfth. Bora lost a lot to graduation. Uh, a guy that was going to be a returning player for them, Ray Bergerson. He uh, moved to Spokane. I think he's playing at Ferris High now, the Ferris Saxons, um, but he's not there. Uh, that's the only team we didn't hear from in the preseason, so they're kind of an unknown. Cuna, like, you know, no surprise, just like every sport, Cuna's really struggling um, as one of the smallest 5A schools. Mm. And then, you know, Skyview brings back a couple of good posts and Sean Murphy and uh, some other players. And then, and then Capitals got... Uh, I think Capital's got a great coach, Blaz Teleria. Um, he led the Capital Girls program previously, but he played for Capital. So he's he understands what it takes to win at a school like that. But I think the bottom four is pretty clear. Yeah, Capital, uh, they did win their season opener against Emmett, um, but then they've they've come on on some hard times. They lost to Eagle 67 to 36. Then they fell to Valley View and then Mountain View um beat them by by 40 points the other day. So um, it's going to be a, a rough road ahead, I think, for capital, but it's one that you hope will pay dividends in the future that, you know, every this happens to everybody. It happens to every program where it, you just get a down year and then you learn from it and you move on and, and you get better. I don't know how many times you've seen a team uh, where we thought, well, they're not going to be any good this year uh, because they weren't any good last year, come out and do phenomenal. Um, and then you see the opposite or a team you thought it's going to be great because they were good last year. Um, and then they're not this year. So it's capital. Uh, one of those teams that in the future, maybe we'll see, we'll, hopefully we'll see some improvement from them as the years go along. Yeah. Let's talk about now the four ASIC. And again, it kind of, kind of breaks off into tiers. I think the top tier is the top three in the preseason coaches poll. Middleton was picked one Bishop Kelly two, Valley view three. I think those are the three clear favorites coming in. Yeah, and I think that it's played out that way so far on the season. Um, I Middleton's only played one game, um, so I guess you can't really say too much there. Um, they did – well, they played a couple games, excuse me. I guess I should say they did uh, lose that game to Eagle, but that's a game that really was 
just going to come down to who went cold at the last minute. So far, Middleton, though, has defeated. They defeated Bora on the road. They defeated Rocky Mountain on the road. And then they defeated Twin Falls on the road um, just this week. So they're three and one on the season, looking really good for Middleton so far. Like you said, I think Valley View is that team that's ready to take that next step forward. I think Valley View, uh, they have great athletes. Um, they've got Martinez and Calhoun back there, and they were right on the verge last year. They were a team that they were talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Um, they played in that Middleton Christmas tournament and lost all three of their games by it. They weren't really ever even in a game. I mean, just got absolutely um, <laughs> taken to the woodshed in some of those games. Um, and then all of a sudden, Preston plays them, and, and they beat them. Like, number one team in the state comes in, and they beat Preston. And then you saw them throughout the year. They, they were able to defeat Columbia, who was in the mix all year. They were able to beat Middleton during the year. And so I think, you know, Coach Bentoncourt, he's, he's a great coach, and I think Valley View is going to be that team that um, they, they can beat anybody. And they showed it last year. But last year, you saw that they could lose some of those games that they shouldn't have lost. And I don't think that you have that from them this year. I think you've gotten rid of the, yeah, okay, we, we, we might go and we, we might lose to somebody that we shouldn't. Um, I think they're done with that. And I think that they're going to be right in the mix. And they're going to be – they gave Middleton fits last year. They were the team of any team they played, I think, that really gave them the most fits. We were there for a couple of those games in Valley View. They're just – this, the matchup uh, gave Middleton problems. And, of course, Middleton goes on to win a state championship. So I really like Valley View to come in possibly first um, or second in the conference this year. Yeah, Valley View, I think, has the best point guard in the in the conference, Jacob Martinez. Uh, Tommy Hunter from Bishop Kelly is probably a close second. Bishop Kelly's an interesting team. They bring back a lot from last year. But, again, it was guys that were in more supporting roles. And we'll see how they do with the spotlight on them. The big loss for Bishop Kelly, of course, is Cade Rice, the son of Boise State head coach Leon Rice. He transferred to Link Academy, which is in uh, it's in like Missouri or or, or uh, yeah, Missouri. Um, it's in Branson, Missouri, and I guess that's just so he can get better opportunities for exposure in college basketball. But um, I don't know. Your father's a Division One coach, so that should that should help yeah. you with the exposure as well. But yeah, I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, but man, you look at Bishop Kelly right now and their schedule. What they've done, they beat Boise by 30. They beat Meridian by three, and then they go on the road and beat Jerome. Uh, those are three very good wins. Um, Boise, like we just talked about, I'm probably a middle of the road 5A team. But Meridian, state champs from last year. They're supposed they should be good. You know, this year we talked about them, but to go and beat them and then Jerome, a team that was phenomenal last year, and a lot of people think are going to run away with with their respective conference this year, and and they go and they beat Jerome. And so I think they might have the stronger wins. Uh, Middleton and Valley View both, and Bishop Kelly have all three taking care of business against 5A schools this year, which, which is a good look for the 4A SIC. Um, I, I think last year – well, you look at the girls' side where they really struggled outside of the conference, but the boys, I think this this boys 4A SIC might, might be the best conference in the state, at least at the very top. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Middleton, the defending champs, bring back Tyler Medeiros, the, the 6'7", uh, or 6'8", uh, presence. How tall is Tyler Medeiros? He's tall. He's so, tall. I, 
I want to say six, seven, but I, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure the exact height, but you know, he's, he's not even the, the tallest guy on the team. Um, you've got Michael day and Sawyer Hansen for Middleton that are, that are tall as well, that are just such a problem down low. And that game against Eagle, Michael Day was on fire early in the game, and he got into a little bit of foul trouble that really kind of hurt Middleton. Eagle was kind of able to shut down Medeiros, um, but they they got tall players out there, and it's going to be tough to, to, to lock them down. Um, if you're not able to shut down one of the big men, uh, which Eagle was successful with, and I think that will be a key to, to maybe – Hindering Middleton is is you gotta you gotta deal with the size and Eagle didn't have a player taller than any of them but they were able to do it so you're gonna have to find a way uh, to get around uh, get around that size out there. Yeah, Middleton lost four starters from last year's championship team. Medeiros, the only returning starter, but the entire bench is back, and so it's just a question of those bench players now becoming starters. Guys like Michael Day, Sawyer Hansen, uh, Talmadge Stuckey, Tade Stuckey's. Uh, Younger brother will take over the point guard duties for Middleton. And they've got a great coach. First-year coach Nate Hartman uh, was the coach at Idaho Falls for a couple years. And um, I I think Middleton's going to be just fine. So I I agree. Top three, Middleton, BK, Valley View. Then there's a bit of a gap. And then I I think you've got Ridgeview, Nampa, and Columbia next. Ridgeview was picked fourth, Nampa fifth. Columbia sixth. I don't necessarily agree with the order of those teams, but I think all three of those teams pretty even. Yeah, I think uh, Nampa's just been one of those teams that kind of has lurked in the shadows over the last couple years. Um, and Ridgeview, yeah, we'd like I'd, I'd like to see Ridgeview also, you know, step up and take that next step forward. So far in the year, Ridgeview played a couple of games. Uh, both they lost both of them. They they lost to Twin Falls um, and they lost to Cuna. So off to a little bit of a rough start for them, but you know it's it's early. There's plenty of time. Like we mentioned last year, Valley was off to a, a really bad start and turning around ended up going to that state play-in game. On the other end, Nampa, um, they I, like you said, I think th- these teams are gonna they're gonna have to show us something. Nampa, a couple of losses to start out the year, of course. Um, I mean they 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 lost to Fruitland, um, a three A school, um, and then they did lose to Timberline from Boise. Uh, but respectively, only nine point loss for that. So they hung around with a five eighteen. So I think Nampa will be able to to come around there. You know, got a first year head coach, um, and it's going to take them time to get uh, their feet under them. And but Nampa is one of those teams that we will get to see at the the Preston tournament in a couple of weeks, um, and that's going to be a great field. And we'll see how they shape up with other teams from around the state when they play in that tournament. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That that tier of teams all have new new head coaches. Uh, for Nampa, it's Brad Adolfson, who previously was at Weezer, did a great job with that program. Uh, Columbia's new coach is Dominic Fear, and the new coach at Ridgeview is Daniel Vint. So all three of those schools have have new coaches. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Columbia, I think, is going to be a team that could be a sleeper. Jack Keller is a great three point shooter for the yep. Wildcats. Um, and I, th- I think Nampa, if they can get the pieces together, could be pretty good as well. Ridgeview, um, you know, I've just, I've, I've heard the hype around Ridgeview the last couple of years. And um, to me, I need to see it first before I buy in. Yeah. But this, this definitely could be the year that the Warhawks uh, take that leap. And then at the yep. bottom, uh, at the bottom, you've got Emmett, seventh in the coaches poll, Caldwell, eighth. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, Emmett's got a lot of good athletes, a lot of guys that played football. Um, Caldwell just struggles to get 
players in general, it seems like, but both of these teams uh, could work their way out of the bottom. Yeah. I think the team um, that we're going to see maybe from the bottom half, um, I like Columbia. I, I think that, you know, they did lose some key pieces from last year with Jalen Alexander and Joe Shulkins, um, specifically those two, uh, Alexander, a phenomenal dunker, um, and then Shulkins could knock down the three uh, just about as well as anybody else in the conference. And, you know, those are going to be tough pieces to replace. But with Jack and Luke Keller as well as Trey Weaver, I think I think Columbia is posed to maybe compete with those top three more than anybody else in the conference. And like I said, they were picked sixth, but I think they're probably more of that fourth team in the conference. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So um, either way, just like the 5A, the 4A SIC is going to be a fun league to watch night in, night out. Star power on just about every single team. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Logan, thank you for, for stepping in for Wayne again here on the SIC PrepCast. Uh, we'll, we'll be back to normal next week. Yeah, everybody can can enjoy their PrepCast instead of enduring it. Uh, you can enjoy <laughs> it with Wayne. Um, you're, you're done with me. Yeah, we're we're done with you. You're dismissed. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the SIC PrepCast. Uh, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the competition this weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here next week on IdahoSports.com.